Welcome to the Holy Temple Podcast, where we focus on holistic wellness and intentional living. We believe the body is a temple and every room deserves honor and respect. That means mind, body, spirit, and all the juicy and funky spots in between. On this podcast, you'll gain wellness tips and support from the health community as you explore your own holistic journey. My name is Kristen Pridgen, and I'm a health educator, writer, and your host for the show. Now, let's keep it holy. Welcome back to the Holy Temple Podcast. Motherhood is a unique journey for everyone who decides to walk it. No two experiences are identical. It can be filled with countless joys and heartbreaking sorrows. Some women enter motherhood quickly and easily, and others struggle with loss or difficulty with conceiving. Some become mothers biologically, and others enter motherhood through fostering, surrogacy, and adoption. Again, motherhood is a unique journey for everyone who goes down it. And if you've tuned into the Holy Temple podcast before, then you are probably aware of my story of pregnancy loss and how that shaped my motherhood journey. I'm blessed to have my son, my rainbow baby, but I'm never going to forget that first child that I lost, my angel baby. And that's my story. That's my motherhood journey. The biggest lesson I've learned from this journey is that contrary to my desire to plan out everything, motherhood is nothing like I expected and you cannot plan for it. It's trying, it's messy, but it's even more fulfilling than I could have imagined. And when you learn to appreciate it for what it is, it's a beautiful experience. So that's why I'm excited to share today's episode with you. I talked with Amanda McMullen about embracing the twists and turns that come with life and particularly with motherhood. Amanda is a teacher, singer, and artist living in the Charlotte area, and she started her art ministry and business called Asher Marie Co. in August 2020 to encourage women going through infertility and miscarriage to believe the truth about themselves and the truth about God. Now, as a woman who's navigating her own unique motherhood journey, Amanda remains positive and resilient through her IVF experience and boldly supports other women through their paths to motherhood with her affirming art prints and accessories. You guys, this conversation was so good. Like, I cannot emphasize it enough. It was a powerful, powerful conversation. In it, we talked about reproductive trauma, embracing your emotions, no matter what they are, strengthening your relationship with God, and the power of positive declarations and mantras. I think what I most enjoyed about this episode is how Amanda's work serves as an example of how we as humans are designed for each other. Our individual experiences and journeys can be used to support and empower others, and ultimately it brings glory to God. It's our true purpose. We are designed for community. I mean, that's why I created this podcast. It was a way to share stories of people learning to embrace their full selves and prioritize their well-being. And the community that has grown from this has been so heartwarming and reaffirming of the purpose of humanity is that community. So it was so awesome to have Amanda on the show to share her story and to further grow this community and support it with resources, experiences, and affirmations to achieve our ultimate level of well-being. It's an emotional episode, but it's filled with so many gems, and I know it's going to touch you. After you tune into the episode, be sure to leave a review, 
of the podcast, reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. Also, be sure to connect with Amanda and support her business, Asha Marie Co. You can go to her website, ashamarie.co, and receive 20% off your purchase with the code HOLY20. And that's spelled W-H-O-L-E-2-0. The website is ashermarie.co, and you can get 20% off your art prints, your keychains, and other affirming accessories to remind you to embrace this path to motherhood, no matter how twisty and turny it is. It is your journey, and it's a beautiful one. All right, let's get into it. Hey, Amanda, how are you today? I'm good, Kristen. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I am um, local to the Charlotte area, and I am a special education teacher part-time, and I also teach music lessons, and I have um, an art business. I make watercolor art prints to encourage women going through infertility, IVF, miscarriage, anything related to reproductive trauma, and yeah. That's what I do. Yes. So I think that life can bring about some really challenging moments. It's it's an experience. Life is a roller coaster ride, as they say. And there could be moments where we're facing some difficult periods. Can you ex- share a moment in your time where you felt like life is just really difficult and challenging? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's kind of where my business came from. Basically, I have had a very generally a pretty easy life up until the past, maybe like five or six years. And I didn't realize how, how easy it was until, you know, a lot of these things started happening to me where I had a death of a family member, a very close family member. And it was a really tragic circumstance. I had a lot of things going on in my family that hit kind of all around the same time that my husband and I just realized that we were struggling with infertility. So we had been trying for about a year, we started in 2018. And we were like, you know, (laughs) I mean, I think you just think these things are just a given like, okay, I got married, we're going to wait until we're ready. And then we're going to like, have a baby when we decide we're ready. And (laughs) I think that was kind of like a shocker to me that, you know, I could plan all these things out. But then when it came time for it to happen, like it wasn't actually on my timetable. So that was a really hard thing for me because, you know, we were trying and trying and and we were at the age where friends were getting pregnant so easily. And, um, you know, we're late twenties. They started trying when we were 28. I was 28. My husband was 30. Yeah. We just, we're seeing all these friends getting pregnant and we're like, why, why isn't this happening for us? What's going on? We're healthy. You know, we eat so well, like we exercise all these things. We're doing all the right things. And, and why isn't this happening? And then on top of all that, you know, all the stuff going on with my family was just kind of like, man, what, yeah, what's going on here. And, and that caused me a lot of grief, a lot of pain. Um, and it's been a journey because obviously, as you know, like Grief is a journey and mourning the loss of someone in your life who's close to you takes time. You don't just get over that quickly. And there's like a working out. And I mean, we've been going through infertility now for four years. We're like in the fifth year of infertility. So it's been, you know, it's been a process and a journey and definitely a lot of ups and downs, mostly, mostly downs though, I'll be honest, you know, um, and it's, it's hard sometimes to stay positive in the, in the midst of those things. But I think that in the midst of my 
pain, it's caused me to really press into my relationship with God in a way that I hadn't before. And yeah, and that's been very life-giving to me and has really, I've gotten a lot of healing from that, even through, you know, the hard times. Yeah. Let's talk about you pressing into your relationship with God. What did that look like for you? Was it something that you were actively wanting to pursue? Were you angry at God because of this infertility experience you're going through? Like, how did that look for you? Yeah. Well, from the time I I really gave my life to Christ when I was 20 years old. And from that time forward, it was just, you know, whole hog, like going for it, you know, and like a lot of highs, a lot of just like joy and like increasing healing and just amazing, amazing. It was amazing. And so this is kind of like the first thing in my life where I'm like, wait, like this is like a deep thing that's not going according to how I think it should go. And it was, it felt like God was not there for me. Like he had just completely abandoned me. And so, yeah, I was angry with God and it's hard for me because I am a naturally really optimistic person and a really joyful person. And I mean, that's, that comes easy for me. And I I count that a blessing because I know that that's not easy for everybody, but I do find it easy to be joyful. And in this situation, I was like, I can't, I can't muster up joy. You know what I mean? And that was scary to me because that's such an integral part of who I am as a person Mm -hmm. that I was just like, well, how do I deal with this whole new side of life that is not just rainbows and butterflies and happy all the time, you know, finding the silver lining in everything. It was like, I can't find the silver lining in this at all. And so I felt like God had abandoned me, that he had forgotten about me, that he loved other people more than me because they were getting the things that I wanted, all kinds of stuff, you know, just attacks on my mind and believing, you know, all of these things about him. And I remember my friend who she had gone through infertility as well before me. And um, she was like, well, have you told God how you feel about all this? And I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't tell God, like, you know, like, like you know, as if you can't hear me, <laughs> like, I can't tell him how I feel because I felt like, I think the fear for me was that if I went there and really like let myself truly experience the emotions that I was going to get stuck and I was never going to get out. And I was going to be like, miserable forever because the, the, I could feel like it was like a torrent of emotion and anger and frustration and pain and sadness, just deep sadness. That was like within me that it's like, Nope, Nope. I got to keep it. I got to keep it at bay because if it comes up, it's never going to stop. And I think that was the fear for me. But very soon after that, I got a recommendation from a friend to read this book called dark clouds, deep mercy. And I always say that that book changed my life Mm -hmm. because it talked about biblical lament and how like as a Western culture and especially Western Christians, you know, we kind of think like it's the Christian thing to just be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. And like all our songs are like, woo, like so upbeat. It's like so hard to find a song that is truly like, where are you God? What what are you doing? Have you turned your face away from me? Do you hate me? You know, I mean like all these real things that we struggle with and we feel except for the book of Psalms. Like you go into the book of Psalms and it's like one after another, after another, like, how long will you forsake me? Oh Lord. How long were you like these deep cries from the pit of who you are that David was, was expressing to God that we're just afraid to do. And so I read that book and I felt like it gave me permission to really just go there with God, really pour out my heart and, and tell him, you know, I don't you know, I, I was telling you, I was listening to your podcast episode where you talked to your husband about you guys' grief journey. And you were saying like, 
I don't want to talk to God. I didn't want to talk to God. And that's how I felt. And I'm like, well, I need to just go with that to him and say, I don't want to talk to you, but I'm talking to you anyway. (laughs) I'm going to come to you and say, I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. And I don't like what you're doing. What are you doing? You know, I think my plans are better than yours. Honestly, like that's kind of how I had to come to the Lord. And he so graciously, you know, humbled me and, and showed me that he is so much better than I ever thought he was. And just because my life wasn't going to, according to plan, that didn't mean that there's not a beautiful story that's unfolding for me, you know, and he has something for each one of us. That's so unique and so beautiful. And we, we get really caught up in comparing our lives to other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And we think like, that's what I want. And if I have that, then I'll be happy. But it's not true. Like he knows us so intimately. And I think about my husband even. And when I met my husband, I was kind of confused because I'm like, I didn't think I was going to marry somebody like this. You know, like (laughs) I thought I had this idea in my mind of like this person I was going to marry and he was not that person. And, but like, he's my favorite person in the whole entire world. He's the best husband that God could have possibly given me. And I just, I don't know. I always think back to that and to other situations too, where it's like, he knows what we need and it might not look like somebody else's story, but it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be good. If you allow yourself to really just press into the Lord. Ooh, so many like gems <laughs> that you just shared there. I'm like, what do I like? What do I even touch on there? Oh my goodness. That was just so powerful in itself. Mm. One, I can tell that you're a planner. Yes, girl. Yes. yes. <laughs> so am I like have everything planned out and I have plan B, plan C, plan mm. D even planned out. So yeah. I get that aspect of things not going according to plan and how it just kind of wrecks your brain. Like what am yeah. I supposed to do now? So I definitely understand that. And then you mentioned about how particularly like in Western Christianity or just maybe even just Western culture as a whole, yeah, like it's the culture. Yep. Yeah. It's just, you have to be happy. Go lucky. Everything is good vibes only. Yeah. Good vibes only. <laughs> right. And that's a huge thing. I think that there's a whole bunch of adults running around who are emotionally dysregulated and do not know how to process their emotions because they're taught to be a certain way, to act a certain way, to feel a certain way. This is literally something I was journaling about like literally this morning. And I was like, I don't know how to process this. So it's just, it's a, it's a huge thing because we haven't been taught that it's okay to, to feel upset, to be angry, to be sad. We just, we're just taught to be happy, stop crying things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh my goodness, that is so true. And definitely in, in Christianity, all the songs are mm-hmm. just how awesome life is, how awesome God is. And, and God right. is awesome, not, not taking that right. away. Um, but it's, you know, a lot of times we are just focusing on how good our life is and not necessarily saying, it sucks right now. And yeah. I don't know what's going on. I'm not liking what's going on. I'm confused, but God is still good. You know, like we're not always saying that part of how we're feeling. And yeah. then you mentioned Psalms girl. And I was like, yes, but I read this Psalm of David and he was mm-hmm. just literally like the entire chapter first. It was like, God, you're so great. You're so awesome. I am in so much torment. I'm languishing. <laughs> I'm just lamenting here. And this is horrible. Kill these people who are hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about dysregulation. Yes, yeah. just all over this. But you're still good, God. I love you. You're wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. like, this is this is like literally how we're supposed to be expressing ourselves. Like it's the full, so true. the full medium. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you can't you can't reach the the fullness of joy without. I mean, like we just celebrated Easter. It's like the the resurrection doesn't come without the death. And Khalil Gibran, he's a like a philosopher and poet, and he has a lot of really beautiful poems. There's a poem that he has 
that is talking about like joy and sorrow. So it says the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain is not the cup that holds your wine, the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven. And is it not the lute that soothes your spirit, the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart and you shall see that in truth, you are weeping for that which has been your delight. And I just love that. Like, it's almost like sorrow carves the vessel for us to be able to hold true joy. Like, you know, if it's not carved out, then it can't hold as much. You know what I mean? That was beautiful. Well, oh my goodness. Hey there. I want to pause the episode for a quick minute to share with you two ways you can support this podcast. I'm a creative. And if you don't know, the Holy Temple podcast is a passion project for me. And it's a way to blend my love for storytelling with holistic health. But with that being said, this podcast runs off of love and the support from listeners. If you look forward to getting that notification every Tuesday that a new Holy Temple episode dropped, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to this girl right here share stories on how she and so many others are striving to embrace their full, whole selves. It really means a lot to me. I'd also like to ask for your support. Would you consider giving a monthly contribution to the making of this podcast? A lot goes into running a podcast and having a team to create this show can keep those weekly episodes that you love coming and it can avoid another, oh, I don't know, eight month break. (laughs) Seriously, your donations towards this show will be much appreciated. The other way you can support is by shopping our merch. Yes, the Holy Temple podcast has branded apparel for you to enjoy. Check out our Etsy shop to purchase your t-shirts, your beanies, and other accessories. To access our shop and to make a donation to the show, visit my website, kristenpridgen.com. Kristen has two eyes in it. So kristenpridgen.com forward slash holy, W-H-O-L-E dash temple dash podcast. You'll find our episodes, exclusive deals, and our shop and donation links. Again, the website is kristenpridgen.com forward slash holy dash temple dash podcast. Thanks again for being a part of the Holy Temple family and for your support. Now, let's get back to the episode. Okay, so we talked a little bit about how you were feeling during this time. Well, it's still current, right? Yeah. But but you're, you're remaining resilient. You have rediscovered your joy and you're not giving up. So can you share some ways that you are able to remain positive? And as you said, go through the cycle of emotions, but to be able to still remain positive and stay resilient during this phase of your life. Yeah. So I think, man, there's been a lot of work done and I have, I want to be like, honest, I have been to therapy for a long time for a few years throughout this process. And that has been one thing is just kind of working through what I'm going through, working through my emotions, working through, you know, a lot of what I'm, I'm feeling with somebody who is trained to do that. And I'm also doing that in relationships with mentors and people who are older than me, who have been at this a little bit longer than me, you know, this life. And so that's part of it. But I think also just like, making sure that I'm not believing lies. Like that's been a big thing for me is kind of arming myself for battle basically. And I think that that's been a hard thing for me because I've dealt 
a lot with feelings of rejection and feelings of, you know, just in my earthly family situation, it's like a lot of rejection and feeling like not good enough or accepted. And I think that like that can really like mess with your perception of what it means to like stand up and fight the good fight, you know, and the put on the armor of God and all that stuff, because you're like, I'm an orphan, I'm rejected. And now you're trying to make me fight a war too. Like, it just feels like cruel, but I feel like God has really healed me and helped me to see who I am as his daughter. You know, it doesn't matter what my earthly relationships and family looks like, like he's the one who's my father and he loves me and I'm his daughter. And so getting really secure in that first to be able to fight off the lies, because like, man, when we're going through life in general, we're believing a whole bunch of lies. Culture's telling us lies, you know, like everything in our life is designed to, to teach us lies about like who we are, about who God is. We're always accusing one another. We're accusing ourselves. We're accusing God. And so, you know, that, that is just the baseline. But then when you go through something hard, it's like, you're just bombarded constantly with lies. And so I feel like, you know, really getting into the word of God and really like seeing, okay, who does God say I am? Who does God say he is and getting really clear on that so that when my thought life doesn't align with that, I can be like, no, that's not right. That's not true. Because that's the thing is like, you know, if you don't have any kind of standard for what is true, then you're going to just drift around in like confusion, making stuff up. But like, if you are really rooted and grounded and like, no, God is good. He's good to me. He loves me. He has a good plan for my life. And he's kind, he's merciful. He redeemed me. He healed me. You know, all these things that are true then like, it's a lot easier to kind of stand up and fight my church. And like the people that I kind of run with talk about a lot of like declarations, like making declarations. I think you called it like a mantra. You kind of have them for your podcast as well. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's like speaking out out loud, what the truth is over yourself. And that is powerful. Like hearing Mm. your own voice saying what's true, like changes something in your mind. It changes something in your heart. And so I think that's given me a lot of strength for, for the journey, for sure. I love that. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. So let's talk a little bit now about your company, Astro Mariko. Yes, because I know that you started the business as a way to celebrate all paths to motherhood. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit more of what your company is about, what you offer and how you support women and yourself as you're going through your motherhood journey? Yeah. Well, I think for asking I love it so much. It's like such a special thing to me. And I feel so honored that I get to do this because I started it out as kind of like a way to process my emotions and my own kind of feelings about like, how do I even feel about this? And, you know, the celebrating all paths to motherhood, like the little tagline that I have, it's like my whole life, people have been like, oh, you have such a mothering heart. You have such a mothering. And I'm like, well, that's great. I wish I could actually be a mother, you know, like, and I'm, I'm a teacher and I like I'm mothering in a way, like all these children all the time. It's like, I feel like I'm a mother, but I'm not. And I just felt like I didn't see a whole lot of people talking about that, like affirming motherhood in your heart, you know? And so I, that's kind of what it came from was like, I feel like I'm a mom and I don't ha- I don't have anywhere for this to go. Like I don't have anywhere for this like mothering, nurturing love to go. And so I just wanted to kind of celebrate other people who were going through that same thing and um, either who had lost a child or who have never been able to conceive or who, you know, just there's all kinds of different paths of motherhood. And um, 
stepchildren and fostering and adopting. And there's so many different ways that that can look. And I just, I wanted to celebrate that and kind of like put the spotlight on women who haven't had a straight path to motherhood. So anyway, that's how it started. And it's been such a blessing because I make art, like a lot of times do hand lettered watercolor scriptures, but also like I have these infertility and miscarriage declaration cards, kind of like what we were talking about, like speaking the truth over your body while you're going through this. And um, I have like stickers and stationary products and things like that, that just have little snippets or little like fingerprints of you're going to be okay. And like your mother heart is seen and heard and God sees you and like you are valid in, in the place where you're at. So it's been so great because I I also post a lot of blogs, you know, my musings or my thoughts on certain things. And I've been able to connect with so many women. It's incredible. Like people will message me from all over the place. I just was having an Instagram DM conversation with someone from Mexico yesterday, and I'm sending out an order to Canada um, this week. I got a message the other day from the one from Canada and I had donated some prints to like an infertility conference. And I guess they had randomly handed out my prints. And one of the ones that I did was it says, God has not forgotten about me. And I guess they randomly handed them out. And there was one girl who got it and she had for months, she had been dealing with this lie. God's forgotten about you. God doesn't care about you. God, you know, and she got that print and she said that something just like broke off of her when she received that. And I was like, I mean, I feel so humbled that the Lord is using this to help people, you know, and that it's connecting, it's resonating with people and, um, and people are brave enough and vulnerable enough to share their stories with me. And it's just, I think in any kind of grieving situation, you just want to feel like you're not alone. You want to feel like someone sees you, someone understands you. And when I'm in a low point, like, I don't want to talk to anybody who doesn't understand what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like just having that space of people who like, I understand what you're going through. I'm there right now. Yeah. It's just very affirming and validating and just, yeah, it's just been this amazing community of women that's kind of rallying around each other and supporting each other. Yeah. You mentioned that when you started discovering that you were going through an infertility journey, that you were upset because you're like, this is not how it's supposed to be. Like, you know, other people are easily getting pregnant or their, their life isn't seeming to be difficult mm-hmm. and things like that. But just even from that story you just shared, it's just a testament to how literally our unique life stories are designed so that God gets the glory regardless. And, and what you go through is a way to help other people. And, you know, by you combining your love for art and your own personal experience, you're able to create materials and goods to help other women that are going through this who you wouldn't have even known, right? Yeah. Or even connected with them. I know I feel emotional now. It's just like, it's just that, that whole representation, just an example of how literally like God uses you for his glory, his good, like mm-hmm. everything has a purpose. So yeah, yeah like it sucks, right? Yeah. Like, you know, what you go through, it sucks. It hurts, but there's a greater good in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just with a group of my friends and we were talking about this and how um, we were talking about thankfulness and how it's so important, you know, like to sing, sane and giving, giving thanks for just what you have, because there's so many things we can look at and say that we don't have. But um, we were talking about this and how I think some people take it too far to be like, thankful for the horrible thing that happened to them. But it's like, no, we're not thankful that that thing happened. Like, let's not give that thing power. It's like, no, it's God's goodness in the Mm -hmm. midst of like, we don't want to diminish 
anything. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm very passionate about that because I think, you know, some people will say, and I mean, that's fine for them. Like if they're okay with that, then that's fine. They'll say like, Oh, I'm so thankful for my infertility. I'm like, no, I will never say that. <laughs> I'm not thankful for that because God didn't give that to me. That's a disease. I have a reproductive disease. Like God doesn't do that to his children. This is a result of living in a broken world. But the redemption of God is so much greater that it's like, it's not like you're thankful that the thing happened, but you're like, it's better that the thing happened so that the result would be like the glory of God, the redemption of God. It's like, it's so much greater than the badness of the thing that happened that it's just, it's it's easy. It's easy to make it into like a, everything happens for a reason. It's like, well, don't tell that to somebody whose husband just died. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's really a lot of pain and brokenness and, and we don't have to give those things more power than they deserve because it's broken. And one day all things will be made right. And there's not going to be any of that death and brokenness and sorrow and anything like that. But God's redemption, like you said, is like, whoa, I mean, if this thing hadn't happened, then I wouldn't get to see this glory on the other side. And that sorrow, you know, going back to that metaphor of like, if the sorrow hadn't carved out this hole for the joy to fill, it's like, it wouldn't have been able to overflow as much as it, as it does. So yeah, it's such a good perspective. Yeah. And I love that you have that perspective and that you're seeing it from, from that view and that lens. Cause it's, mm. it makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. Oh, now I'm like, ugh, like trying to hold back tears and stuff. Thank you <laughs> know, for making this an emotional episode. <laughs> if you could speak to the listeners on the show, whoever that is, that is going through life's rough journeys. They're, they're being carved out. Like you said, mm-hmm. from that poem, they're feeling like they're wanting to give up. Like they're just tired of it. What would you say to them? What are like three ways that you would share that can help them ride the waves and embrace the journey and the experience that they're going through and to remain resilient? Yeah. Well, I think, okay. So I heard somebody say this, it is actually a reproductive endocrinology doctor that I was listening to on a podcast. And, and he said something that stuck with me. He was speaking to women going through my specific situation and fertility, but he said, you need to remember that nobody's life turns out the way that they think it's going to turn out. And that like blew my mind, honestly, because I'm like, no, my life is the only one that's not turning out the way it's like everyone else is getting what they want. It's like, no, somewhere along the road, like life is not going to work out how you think it's going to. And I feel like the sooner you can sort of just like let go. I mean, obviously we have hopes, we have dreams and that's good and expectations out of life, but the, the sooner you can kind of like just let go and surrender to the fact. And for me, that's really hard to do as a planner to the fact that like life is not going to go how you want it to. And it's not just you, it's everyone. This is the human experience. Like Mm -hmm. you're not alone. Maybe somebody next door to you didn't go through what you went through, but they went through some other disappointment, you know? And so disappointment is inevitable. But again, just like I was saying earlier, like God has a story for you that even though it doesn't look like what you think it's going to look like, it's going to be beautiful in its own way. If you have the eyes to see it, you know, if you humble yourself and have those eyes to be like on the lookout for what he's doing in your life. So that's the first thing. And then I would say for me, I can throw myself like some really good pity parties. Like really, like they're like, they're bangers. Like there's like a whole, there's streamers. There's like, I mean, I'm just like, I can really throw myself a pity party and just be like down in the dumps feeling so sorry for myself. And I feel like I've found that when you're in those moments, try your very best to pour out to somebody else. I feel like it helps 
me a lot to, and that's part of why I was like, you know, at first I was hesitant with Asha Mariko. I'm like, well, I can't help and encourage other people when I feel so discouraged myself. But I also feel like there's a, a unique like authority that comes in those down moments when you're struggling, when you're having a hard time, there's like an authority that you have to speak to someone else's pain because you're in it and you get it. And so I feel like pouring out and like ministering to somebody else, even if it's just in a small way, helps you to recognize I have like agency, I have power, I have authority in some little small way, and I can help other people through this. Because I feel like that's another thing that that's been difficult for me is like, is all this pain worth it? Is this ever going to pay off? Or is this ever going to help someone? And so I think that there are more ways than we even realize that we can help someone in the midst of our pain. And I think it helps to be others focused too, when you're in those low points of life, like you were talking about, um, to pour out and then just really practically speaking, like for me, I have started walking like almost an hour a day and that has changed my whole life. Like (laughs) seriously, just to get out in nature, get in the sunshine, move my body in a way. I love vigorous exercise, but right now with fertility treatments, I can't do stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And so that was humbling for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? And the walking feels like, ah, this isn't, this isn't a workout. This isn't accomplishing anything, but it's like, it forces you to slow down, notice the things around you, practice the mindfulness, you know, like you're, you aren't moving you can't move any faster than you can move, you know, like you're not running, you're just walking. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has like been a really big game changer for me. And I heard someone say the other day, getting out in nature, like if you could possibly get out in nature, like go to the mountains, go to the park, go into a trail in the forest or whatever, that nature shrinks us back to the size that we actually are. Cause it's like when we're in our problems, like we can feel like, like I'm too much. I'm Mm -hmm. so, you know, my emotions are so big, but when we go out into nature, it's like, Oh no. Okay. Like I'm I don't know. Like it makes you feel small. Like you actually are. And I feel like that is good. It keeps us grounded. It keeps us, you know, in the present and like not getting too outside of our own bodies. Cause I think that can happen. Like coming back to your body in a moment like that can really, really just help you to like not be anxious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are all really great points. I love that quote about being in nature and how it brings you back to your true size. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah, for me, I get so caught up in my head. I, I deal with anxiety. Me too. Um, and so I will overthink anything mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to the ground. Like I'll, I will drive it to the ground. Me and then too. Some. So yeah, just having that moment to, to just like, Hey, take a deep breath. Just recenter, reground yourself. It's all important just to bring yourself back to like Mm -hmm. the size you really are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is powerful. So Amanda at the Holy Simple Podcast, we believe that the body is a temple and that every part or room of it deserves honor and respect. You mentioned a little bit of like moving your body and walking, but can you tell us some other ways that you honor and respect your Holy Temple? Yes. I know that when you initially reached out, you had mentioned, um, my be kind to yourself print. And Mm -hmm. that actually, it's kind of funny. That was the very first thing I ever made. And it's still like the bestseller in my shop. I think that's a really important message that people need to hear is just be kind to yourself. You know, like it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to go to according to plan and it's okay. Like, and I feel like our self-talk really matters and I can be really hard on myself and just say like, you know, awful things to myself that I would never say to somebody else. So I feel like that's something that I am always working on 
as far as like, how am I speaking life over myself, over my body? And you know, it's hard sometimes, like as you get older, your body changes, like your body changes in childbirth. Like right now I'm dealing with a lot of body changes from all the hormones I'm on for fertility treatments. And it's like, like our bodies do so much for us. They do so much for us. And so I think we, it's so important for us to speak kind words over them and kind words over your, your mind, kind words over your heart, you know, just who you are. Like God has so much compassion on us, but we don't often have the same compassion to ourselves. So I feel like that's a big piece of it for me is just like speaking life, making sure that the words that I'm speaking to everyone else, but also to over myself are words of truth and life and not death. <laughs> yeah. I think that's when I actually like first came to your booth as a, an attendee and a patron, not mm. necessarily um, a vendor. And so I saw the keychain, the be kind to yourself keychain. I was like, Oh, I love this. Like it spoke to me immediately and I bought mm. it what, last year. Or so, so my son mm. was, was here, <laughs> but um, yeah. it speaks to me more so now just because like, Ooh, parenting is yeah. tough. Like it is definitely tough. And there have been now plenty of like days where I have cried and just like been upset because I'm like, why is this so hard? Like a lot of tantrums and yeah. big emotions phase and stuff and just not wanting to listen. It's tough. So, yeah. and so anyway, sometimes I just look at that keychain. I'm like, okay, like be kind to myself. I'm not failing. I do struggle with having negative self-talk and it's something mm-hmm. I'm working on. So I'm like, I'm not failing. But yeah, like, so I use that keychain as a way to remind myself, like, take a deep breath, show yourself grace, be kind to yourself. You're learning. He's learning. You're you're all going to learn together. You're going to get through this together. Yeah. So again, like another example for you of how your work and and your life and what you're going through is actually serving a bigger purpose and helping out so many people. So thank you. That's so cool. such an important thing that we need to hear. It's so important. We have to remember too, like we, I don't know, it's such a balance, right? Because it's like, sometimes we feel so big and we need to be shrunk down, but then sometimes we, we make ourselves so small that we have to be like, you know, it's just this constant balancing act of like being, just being, just being Yeah. like, you know, and, and like, you are the parent that God chose for your son. Like you're the perfect one. You're the only one that could have ever been his mom. And like, and that's the same thing for, you know, whether you have kids or not, it's like, you are in your situation for a reason. Like you can do the things that you're called to do, the things that are in front of you. Like, you know, you are empowered to to do them and you're not going to do them perfectly. But like you said, we all learn together and like, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) It sounds so trite, but I really need to hear that a lot. Like, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah, definitely. Well, with that being said, do you have a declaration or a mantra that you want to share with, with us today? Oh, man. Oh, there's so many. I think I would say my biggest thing is being a planner and being having a hard time with letting go of control. Hope is hard for me. And, you know, hope feels so delicate because it's like, when you go through life, like there's so many situations that don't pan out the way that you want them to. And so, but I feel like I have to speak over myself and say that I am safe and I have a reason to hope. Like Mm -hmm. I always have a reason to hope. And also that there are good things coming. I have another print that says, God is writing a beautiful story for my life. And I just claim that over myself. Like it doesn't feel like it sometimes. And it feels like, why, why are there so many delays? Why is this so hard for me? But I have to speak that truth. Like there's a reason for me to hope I'm safe to hope in him. And, um, and he's writing a beautiful story for my life. Like I'm going to look back one day and be like, wow, look at all of these moments along the way. Like I thought that I was done for in this instance, but look at the way he redeemed. So 
I think that there's always redemption at the end of every hard thing. So just to Mm -hmm. keep our eyes open for that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So Amanda, tell us how people can get in contact with you. How can they shop your merch and also connect with you? Yeah. So I'm at Asher Marie Co on Instagram. And then my website is AsherMarie.co, not .com. It's .co, AsherMarie.co. So yeah, that's how you can connect with me. Yes. Awesome. And her artwork is beautiful, y'all. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today and talking about life and all it brings, but how we can just handle it and and ride the wave. So thank you. That's right. Thank you, Kristen. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Holy Temple Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend. Until the next time we meet, remember to respect your Holy Temple. Thank you.